I want to share something God's been burning in my heart. Those of you who weren't here last week, I'm sorry and apologize that the, uh, we didn't get the recording of it. I may have to do it another time. But uh, this time, we've got a great message again. So I want you to look with me in Isaiah 5. I am just I'm fired up inside now. I want you to get fired up inside. I want you to come up afterwards and let the Holy Ghost come on you. I want to share with you, God is just stirring us up. Isaiah 5, 26 through to verse 30. 26 to 30. Let the lion within you arise. Let the lion within you arise. I want you to read these verses with me. In verse 26, he will lift a banner to the nations. God's heart is for nations. He will lift a banner and a standard to the nations from afar. That's New Zealand, at least. And he will whistle to them. Hey, God whistling. How about that? What will happen next? He will whistle to them from the ends of the earth. Look at this. Surely they'll come with speed swiftly. None, no one shall be weary or stumble among them. No one will slumber or sleep. No one, nor will the belt on their loins be loosed, nor the strap on their sandals be broken, whose arrows are sharp and all their bows are bent. Their horses' hooves will seem like flint, their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring will be like a lion. Oh, how about that? They will roar like young lions. Yes, they will roar. They will lay hold of the prey and carry it away safely, and no one will deliver. And in that day they will roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, it depends what you're looking at. If you look at the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light darkened by the clouds. I want to speak a message called, Let the lion within you arise. God's character. There are many facets to God's character, but one facet that is a wonderful facet, he is a lion. Jesus is revealed in the book of Revelation, which is not a revelation just about end times or about various bad things happening. It is a book of revelation of Jesus Christ. And he is seen there, he is called the lion of the tribe of Judah. It is his nature to be a lion. God is a lion. Jesus came and was a lion. And that Jesus that came and was a lion is inside you. You have the nature of a lion inside you waiting to come out, waiting to be released, waiting to arise, waiting to roar. Hallelujah. You have that inside. There's a lion in the life of every believer. It's too bad so many live and behave like a pussycat. God wants you to be a lion, a, a mighty lion, the chief of the beasts. Notice what it says. The whole darkness and sorrow if one looks to the land. When you look in the land, you look in the nations of the earth, you see darkness. You see wickedness. You see young people having abortions. You see people addicted to drugs. You see people who are caught up in relationships and their life is broken. You see people who are hooked on alcohol. When you look to the land and you look to the nation, we look locally, you look in the news and look in the papers, you see darkness over the land. There is darkness over our nation. There is darkness over the people. People are caught in addictions and caught in problems. People are living in sorrows. Today in our city, there's
there are families in sorrow. There are marriages in sorrow. There are young children who have been abused who are in sorrow. There are people who have failed financially who are in sorrow. When you look to the land, there is sorrow. Wherever you look, you see this sorrow. But who will cause a stop to the darkness? Who will stop the evil? Who will bring light? Who will stop the sorrow? Who will bring healing? Who will bring deliverance? Where will it come from? Will it come from God? No, it'll come through His people because God has done what He's going to do. At the cross, Jesus Christ paid the penalty to break the power of sin, to release deliverance, healing, salvation. Now you have the lion in you. That's why when you got born again, you received Jesus into you. You didn't just receive someone meek and mild. You also got someone who is the lion of Judah. You got a lion in you. How will the darkness in our city change? How will the darkness in our schools change? It will be the people of God arising. It's time for us in our spirit to arise, uh, to let the lion of the tribe of Judah come forth. God lives within man. So if God is going to do something, He's going to do it through man and woman. God wants to speak, but He speaks through men and woman. So if He's going to speak into our community, He will speak through a people He will raise up. And so this passage is a passage of the end time church. This passage is a passage of hope for our city. Who will deal with the darkness? Who will deal with the sorrows? Why, there's a mighty people God is raising up. It's called the church of the living God, the church of Jesus Christ. It's called you and me with the lion of the tribe of Judah inside us. Listen, that lion is there. The challenge is whether you will let the lion part of his nature arise or whether you'll just say, well, that's not me. I'm not like that. When you got born again, you got changed. You got changed. Notice it says you lift up a banner to the nations. God wants to reach nations. He wants us to reach into China. He wants us to reach into Pakistan and India and right through the Middle East, right up through into Israel. God wants us to reach nations. It's in the Bible. He will lift a banner for nations. But what does that banner look like? Why, that banner looks like mighty people. It looks like people who believe their God. It looks like a people who got a lie of nature in them. It looks like a people willing to give their lives for a cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. That's what God is doing. He says he will lift a banner to the nations from afar. People need to know. How will they know that there's hope unless someone tells them? How will they know there's deliverance unless you tell them? How will they know there's healing unless you tell them? Unless the church begins to arise and speak, the darkness will remain. Time for the church to get its voice back. It's had laryngitis for years. I hate laryngitis. Get it sometimes when I've been delivering too many people shout too much. Terrible thing. But inside me, there's still a lion. I can remember the first time I went up to Taiwan. I went up there and, and uh, it was very hard. They hadn't had deliverance meetings or anything up there. Went into this church. Man, it was a tough nut to crack. Every day the interpreter would get sick. And I'd, I'd say, what happened to the last interpreter? I got sick. So they bring another one out. And I'd say, well, bless that, bless that one, Lord. And next day, where are they? Well, they're sick too. So I had every day a new interpreter. Finally, by about Thursday, Friday, I was sick. Woke up, had no voice. 
And I thought, well, Lord, I didn't come here all this way to have no voice. So I said, I'm going to whisper quietly during the day. But when I get to that meeting tonight, I want the Lion of Judah to arise. And so I had no voice all day until I stepped into the meeting. I didn't sing any songs. I just in my spirit rose up. And then finally the time came to stand on the platform. Now, well, this will be interesting to see what happened. I opened my mouth. I had a voice. Got to the end of the message. I had no voice again. I thought this, and this time we had breakthrough. We had probably 2,000 people up there to get prayed for. I thought, this is it. Let me at it, Lord. How am I going to do it now? And he showed me how to arise in your spirit so that mighty lion can touch people and deliver them. We saw a major move of deliverance that night. It was great. I didn't even have a voice, but boy, I had a roar inside me and it was showing on the outside. You got that same lion inside you. That's why God brought you in this church to get some of the lion and me into you so you would get that kind of get nasty with demons, get nasty with the devil, start to get assertive in your spirit to bring the presence of God wherever you go. That's why you're here. So what are the characteristics of this generation that God is arising? Mate, just read it here. It's all laid out here. Here it is. Surely they'll come with speed swiftly. So the first thing you see is passion. They're not half-hearted people. They're not people who are sluggish and slow and they wait to pray about it. They're people who listen to God because they're sensitive to Him and in love with Him. And when God speaks to them, they move swiftly. They're not delaying. They come swiftly when God speaks. He's notice He will whistle to them and they will come swiftly. In other words, this is a people that have spent time in the presence of God, have got a passion for God, have got the heart of God. And when God says, I want you to do this straight away, Lord. Yes, sir. It's a sign of someone vitally in love with God, vitally passionate in their spirit and caught God's heart to see cities change and nations change. Are you such a person? My, yes, you are. You've got it in you, but you've just got to stir it up. Let the lion in you arise, awaken on the inside. Let something inside you stir up. Notice what it says. Not one will be weary. I see some people now, they're tired all the time. And they're young. It's crazy. None shall be weary. That means they're full of enthusiasm, full of energy. There is an energy and fire that God can give you. The Bible says those that wait on the Lord, those that twine themselves with Him in His presence, they will renew their strength and they got vital energy. Man, there is a vital energy you can get from God. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Build your prayer life. Wait on God. Expect Him to give you energy and deal with the energy sucking things in your life. There's a lot of things suck our energy out. Whatever the sucking the life out of you, cast it off. Cut it adrift. Loose it away. Maybe some activity, maybe some compromise in your life, maybe some relationship, maybe some person who's leached on you and they're draining the life out and they won't change no matter how much you help, no matter how much you do. It's time for you to arise and let passion and enthusiasm and energy. That word enthusiasm means to be filled with God, filled with the Holy Ghost on fire. You shouldn't be dragging yourselves in here on a Sunday, weary and spiritually dull and lethargic. 
We should be coming in every week, fired up to praise God and have that energy inside us released to God. Oh, hallelujah. Let the lion within you arise. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Don't talk about your problems and your faults. Talk about Jesus and what he can do for you. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Change the confession of your mouth. Change your believing. Let the lion inside you rise up. There is a lion in you. It's all the stuff you let get around your life. It chokes you and holds you down. But this is time to rise with enthusiasm. Apathy's contagious. Enthusiasm is as well. Let's get enthusiastic. Let that lion arise. Notice the next thing it says, neither will any one of them slumber or sleep. That means they're spiritually awake, spiritually sensitive. No lukewarmness. The Bible says, watch and pray. Stay awake and pray. Prayer is what keeps you awake. Strong, fervent, praying in the Holy Ghost starts to liven you up. Standing and confronting devils, pushing them away from your life, and engaging the presence of heaven. Oh my, I tell you something, you start to see things. You stay awake. A lot of people don't see a thing. But my, when we're awake, when we're alert in God, a lot of people come and they're slumbering, sleeping. Most of the churches are asleep. I want to, when we share on the vision for Pakistan, I want to talk a little bit about the invasion of Islam through the Western world, right through to our own city. And the church is asleep. We don't see. God is saying it's time for the Lion of Judah to arise. It's time for the people of God to step up inside and begin to fulfill the course to find out what has God called me to do in the city? What has God called me? What people has He called me to reach? Who has He called me to go to? What has He called me to do? Notice what it says here. It says, they will not stumble. There's no one stumble. The word scandalon in Greek means to stumble. It also means to be scandalized or offended. So it says, these people are not easily offended. I find a lot of Christians are easily offended. If you happen perchance to go and sit in their seat that they sit in every Sunday and they're offended. But the Bible says of the end time army, it will not stumble. It won't be offended easily. In other words, nothing that people do to us or against us or say against us causes us to stumble. We keep our focus on Jesus. We overcome evil with good. The Bible says those that love thy law, nothing will offend them. Yet I find offended believers everywhere. Offended with their parents, offended with their bosses, offended with the church, offended in all kinds of ways. Listen, you're not part of the end time army if you're walking in offense. How could you possibly be? It says they're not be offended. We need to break out of the limitations of letting offenses get around our heart, walling our heart up and creating barriers inside. The lion can't come out of an offended person. Look what else it says. It says, nor will the belt on their loins be loosed. In Ephesians, it tells us about wearing, the, uh, girding our loins up. It tells us about having our loins girded with truth. In those days, they wore these long garments. So if you didn't have a belt, then it was hard to run. Why was it hard to run? Because these long clothes would get in the way. And so what you do is hitch them up, put a belt on them, and you are free to move and free to flow. 
And so in, in Ephesians, God talks about girding your mind with truth, getting the truth of God around your mind, meditating in the truth of God's Word, what God says about us, what God says about our call, what God says about what we're called to do, letting our mind be girded about. Why? So we're fully free to do what God wants us to do. Notice what else it says here. It says, nor the strap of their sandals will be broken. Ephesians 6 also points out about wearing the gospel, the preparation of the gospel at base, the shoes. Now, everyone here, I don't see anyone bare feet. Might be one or two, but most have got shoes on. And you wear shoes all the time. And so these people here in the end time army are ready at all times to make Jesus known. Ready at all places to talk about Jesus Christ. He is the one who can help them, but he helps them when you talk, when you witness, when you share, when you bring Christ to people. Christ is what people need. Say, constantly looking for a chance to win some. Oh, it's not my call well, then you're not part of the end-time army because this end-time army's got a roar inside it. It's got the heart of a nation and it wants the darkness to go back and it's not afraid to say, you need Jesus Christ. I've got the answer you need to the problem you have. Say, we have to rise on the inside. We have the answer. We've got to make the answer known. Shoes on means ready to speak, ready to talk about Jesus, ready to let people know their, their need for Christ. Listen, friend, doesn't matter what part of the world you come from, unless you are born again, you will never enter or see the kingdom of heaven. You are eternally cast off and cut off from the life of the living God. Listen, people need Jesus Christ. We lift him up and make him known. Here's the other thing. Notice what it says. Their arrows are sharp. In the Bible, arrows can speak of a number of things, but often they speak of anointed words because words can be like an arrow. They hit the mark. When you are in the Spirit, when you have the anointing of the Holy Ghost flowing in your life, you can speak words that touch people, words that comfort them, words that meet the need, words that open the heart. They're like arrows. I've sat with many people in the last two or three weeks, and the words have been like arrows. It just went right into the heart, opened it up. All kinds of things came out. See, words like arrows, anointed words, wisdom, are people saying, where did you learn that stuff? Where did you get to know these things? Where did you get those principles from? See anointed words, arrows, sharp arrows. See what else it's got there. It says, it says they will roar like a lion. It says it three times. When it says it once, it means something. When it says twice, it's saying, listen up. When it says three times, it says, listen, get the picture. Get the message. They will roar like the lions. Now, so there's a roar God wants to bring out. That's why they will roar like lions. That means you've got the spirit of a lion. Now, have you ever seen a lion roaring? I've got a little video clip. If it comes up at the end, it'll be great. If it doesn't, it won't worry me. But I've got a picture of some lions roaring. A video. I've got several video clips of lions, actually. I've got to really get interested in lions. But when lions roar, man, oh, man, it gives attention. I can remember being at, the, uh, at, at, a, at a zoo. We just went walking up and down there. I found as I walk up and down by the lion cage, he would, he would walk up and down. I thought, I'm looking at him as entertainment. He's looking at me as food. <laughs> you know, and then he let out a roar. And you know, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. When a lion roars, everyone knows. 
the heirs of all the animals pick up, the king of the jungle is roaring. And so why do we praise God with a loud voice? Why do we speak? It is the lion roaring. The Bible says he will roar out of Zion. He will shout from Jerusalem. That's the church. God wants to express and the lion part of him comes out roaring. We can't select the bits we like and leave the bits of God we don't like out. We have one God, and part of his nature is lion-like. And so we roar and let us shout out, and we clap. Why? Clap your hands, all you people. Shout or roar to God with triumph. See, when the lion roars, it's a deep, deep roar. Man, it is something else. And so the lion wants to roar through us. You come in, you begin to shout to God and and express to God, oh, the nature of the lion is released. You know something? The Bible says that, see, out on the mouths and babes and sucklings, you've silenced the enemy. See, even young people shouting and praising quietens devils. They run away real quick. They run away real quick. Have you ever watched a lion roar? Man, the animals take off right quick. They're gone. They're gone. So the lions roar. In Proverbs 28, 1, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Now think about that. Who are the righteous? Well, you and I are the righteous. We have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And when you have righteousness, it changes you on the inside. Many believers live out of condemnation. They live conscious of failures, faults, problems, judgments. And so when you live like that, you have no boldness to God, nor boldness in speaking for God, because you're living under judgment and condemnation. Jesus came to make us righteous. And when we are established in our heart in the righteousness of God, there is no place for judging, no place for self-condemnation, self-hatred. You are free, my brother. You are free. And the righteous are bold like a lion. There's something bold comes up inside you. The reason many believers are not bold is because they're not sure they're righteous. Their heart condemns them. The devil keeps making sure that you shut up and have no voice. Oh, time for us to break out. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked's the one that flees when no man uh, is pursuing. So boldness, boldness is something, it can be seen. It says in Acts, they saw their boldness. In Acts chapter 4, they prayed for boldness. God, give us boldness. Give us boldness. God, give us boldness. And you know when they prayed that prayer, when they'd just been thrown into jail and threatened to be beaten up, they said, God, give us boldness. Give us some more miracles. Then we'll go out and we'll be even more bold than we were before. So their response when adversity came was not to close down and to shut up. It was to say, God, give us more boldness yet. A lot of people are... Well, they weren't nice to me and they hurt me and they were nasty to me and and please could you pray for me? Where is the lion? Arising. Letting the roar come out. God, give me boldness. Why, I won't be intimidated. The Bible says the devil prowls like a lion. He's not a lion. He just tries to pretend he is, and he tries to intimidate you by roaring at you. Accusations, doubts, intimidations, all kinds of lacks, points them all out. He's trying to get you to close down on the inside and become intimidated and fearful. That's why the lion roars. He intimidates his enemies. But you and I are not to be intimidated. Where to have the roar? 
and have demons intimidated. Every devil in your workplace should be intimidated the day you turn up at work. Every devil in your school should be intimidated the day you turn up. Why? Because there's a roar. Demons know when you've got boldness. They know when you've got righteousness. It can be seen and felt, and they know it. Yet, people need to be delivered. They send them to a restoration retreat or a deliverance retreat. Why are the lions not roaring and delivering them on the spot? You see, when you're bold, you don't say, well, just come to church and we'll pray for you there. No, I got the answer to your problem. That's bold. I know what you need to get out of that. That's bold. I tell you, I got the answer to that addiction. I got the answer to that bondage you got in your life. I got it. It is in me, and he can help you. Now, when you do that, you really provoke something. But you've got to say it. I got the answer to that. I've had people talk and share I said, well, I got the answer for that. Do you want to hear it? I can help you through that problem. Now, that's what God is wanting every believer to be able to do. Help people get set free of demons. Pray for their sicknesses. Pray for healing in their broken hearts. Pray for their lives to be restored. God is raising up a generation with the spirit of a lion. Oh, let the lion within you arise. Let the lion within you arise. Let that lion arise. He's in you. Don't let him go to sleep. Bored because of your inactivity. Let the lion arise. Here's the last. I'll just finish up now. We're running out of time. Here it is. Here's the last couple of things. He said, uh, he said, uh, and they will take hold of the prey and carry it away safely and no one will deliver. No one will deliver. They'll take hold of the prey. In other words, have you ever seen a, a lion stalking its prey? Oh, I got a good clip of that. And you see them? They get right down. They get down on the grass and they're looking. And they're looking and they're looking and they're looking and that there's nothing. It's almost like they're oblivious to everything. Got one thing in mind, their target, their purpose. There is suffering in the nation. That is our target and our purpose. That is why the lion came. That is why the lion of the tribe of Judah died on the cross of Calvary. In Revelations, in Revelations chapter 5 verse 5, it says this, Weep not, sorrow not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Don't sorrow anymore. You're sorrowing for your family, sorrowing for your work, sorrowing for some broken situation. Don't sorrow. Behold the lion. Get your eyes on Jesus. Look to him, not stay in the sorrow. Look to him. He has prevailed over sorrows. He's prevailed over sicknesses. He's prevailed over every circumstance. Get your eyes on the lion. Get your eyes on Jesus Christ. Behold the lion. Don't weep. Don't be depressed. Don't be disheartened. Don't be discouraged. Don't lie down and be defeated. Behold the lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Get your eyes on him. Set your eyes on him daily in prayer. Whatever circumstance you're in, look to that lion to rise up and give you the victory. The lion has prevailed. Notice with a lion, they go for the prey. No one delivers the prey. Once they targeted something, boy, they're onto it, and nothing takes them off course. Speaks of focus and determination to advance the kingdom of God in our city and beyond our city. Are you determined? Do you have focus? Do you have focus? Determination. 
do you have a prey in mind? See? Do you have people you're wanting to deliver out of the hand of darkness? Do you have marriages or family you're wanting to see restored? Is there a prey in your sights? Something you are targeting and determined, I'll win that person. I'll reach this business. I'll touch these people. That's what the lion is like. He says, they, he says, in that day they will roar against them. Say, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Here's the last thing. Strength to prevail. Here's the thing. The last thing about this, the lion spirit. Lions prevail. Here's this great scripture. It goes something like this. And it says, the lion is the strongest among the beasts. And nothing causes him to turn back. Proverbs 30. The lion, strongest. That's who you are. You are the strongest among the beasts. And you don't turn back for anything. You don't quit for anything. You don't give up for anything. Why? Because God's strength is inside you. Learn how to pray. The lion does not quit. In last scripture, in Numbers 23, 24. He says this prophetically, Behold, this people shall rise up as a great lion. God was prophesying through Moses over Israel, over the people of God, over the church of his day, saying, Behold, they look like a straggly bunch there in the wilderness. They don't look like anything much will come. They look like they've come out of slavery. They don't like that. But behold, I want you to see, this people shall rise up like a mighty lion. Let the lion within you arise. There is a lion inside you. He's called the Lion of Judah. His name is Jesus Christ. Let him rise up. Get yourself into prayer. Get yourself near to God. Get into the Word of God. Let vision and passion be stirred again. And let your heart rise up. Let the Lion of the tribe of Judah arise in you. He's there. It's time to let the roar out. It's time to break out. It's time to break out of your limitations. It's time to break out of the things which you've accommodated, which have sapped your energy, sapped your strength. It's time to throw off every weight and let the Lion of Judah arise in you. Come on, let's stand and let's let a shout out to Jesus Christ. Let's let a shout out to Him on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on. Let's let that roar have a lion. Wonderful Jesus. We cry out for our city. We cry out for Napier. We cry out for Hastings. We cry out for our nation. We cry out for the nations of the earth. We cry out that the Lion of Judah will prevail through us, that souls will be saved in Jesus' mighty name.